in the screen this morning and we're back. it's a wednesday it's the middle of the week we're ready to kick your ass into gear we're in the quad box we're in the quad box quad box it is hump day which i love i don't know man i'm i'm into it i do have a question for you how has like the daylight saving hate affected you I mean, it hasn't really affected me. I just don't like it. Like, towards the end of it, I was getting really good sunlight as I was walking, Lou. <laughs> I was getting really good sunlight. <laughs> oh, mommy's home. You just can't shut up a noodle bird. You, know? <laughs> you can't shut up a noodle bird. Thank you. There we go, man. I have television. Can't help it. Uh, so I was getting really good sunlight at, as I was walking, Lou, at that 6.15, 6.30 hour, and I was loving that. And then as soon as I was really getting that for like four days, Daylight Savings took it away. And for those of you who don't know this, and this is something that I learned from Eric Coram, shout out to Eric Coram, five to 10 minutes of that early sunlight helps regulate your circadian rhythm, which helps you get better sleep. So for me, it was like, great, that's built into my system now. And now it's taken away and it makes it very well. I mean, you know, I, you know, I love reading Arnold and it's great because today's show is all going to be about how do you get jaked? Um, but, you know, for me, you know, reading Arnold, he says, listen, the reason why that 15 minute walk in the middle of the day works for you is that you need that sunlight. That sunlight is, you know, we are born to, to take all that. So a um, couple of follow up things from yesterday. Was that one of the best collaboration meetings you've ever been in? Yeah. Shout out to Mornay Smith. Um, just a fantastic visit. Just when you meet people that are like-minded but have been through the adversity, like him telling us his story about leaving South Africa and getting to England and then having the job and work visa revoked and having to figure it out for two months. Like, oh, well. like, that doesn't get better than a story like that. It doesn't get better. It, uh, um, I, I was particularly struck by his humility. Mm-hmm. You know, guy, very successful guy. Um, in our space, um, and there was real collaboration. It was two hours of real setting the stage for some good things to come. So shout out to him. That was an enjoyable time. Today is National Goof Off Day. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, <laughs> before we get to that National Day, we do have to make a birthday shout out. I was waiting to, for you to do that. To if, I mean, if I'm not saying we're a royal family, but if we were the royal family, he would actually be the next in line for the throne. It would go you, then it would go me, and then it would go preposterous. I I just think it's a terrible terrible system. It's just a terrible system that has been created. I'm going to go marry Meghan Markle. I'm out of the family. (laughs) I'm coming for all of your heads now. I can tell you this, though. The world would be a nicer place if Kai was in charge. Sure. And when there's no doubt. Happy seventh birthday he would, to he Kai. Would, he would over. not be like the mean king or whatever from uh, Game of no. Thrones when the king no. takes over. No, definitely not. So happy birthday, Kai. Um, today, like I said, 
There's no point in national goof off day. Why would somebody even take the time to name that? You want to goof off, you get run over, man. That's just. <laughs> I mean, have fun. Have fun. Just have goof fun. Off, like, have fun in life. Get your job done, but have fun. The whole premise of goof off is, you know, shuck your responsibilities. That's bullshit. It's just total bullshit. So let's get into it. We're going to basically, it's like a Jake in the hot seat kind of day because we're going to talk to him about who, what, where, when about get jaked. Shay, uh, Shay, wake this thing up. So a couple of things, Sean R., we don't know your last name, but I think that's an, a newbie, correct, guys? Uh, yeah, welcome to the huddle, Sean. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, not sure who brought you to the huddle, but thanks to them as well. And Selfishly, you, you picked a great day because yeah. it's my day. So. <laughs> so as we do with other guests, even though Jake is not a guest, you got to have some music to set the tone. I picked some great music to talk about how you're working out, why you're working out, how mind and body get together. Shay, light this thing up. And you may not have it, I might have just broke the law. It's your turn to grab it, and I make this whole thing yours. Work it out. Hey, said our hustlers work is never through. We making it cause we make it move. The only thing we know how to do. Said it's the only thing we know how to do. I love it. Don't, Work don't hard, it. play hard. Uh, Jake, give me some of the backdrop. Uh, yeah, I look, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, would I even be having a personal training conversation? Not in the hell would I do that. Um, I'll take you a little bit through my fitness journey. Most of you guys know that I played sports growing up. I was an undersized white kid in Florida, which meant that I always had to put on weight. I was um, – you know, back in Optimus, they used to play at weight limits. So I used to have to cut weight to make the, to make the, you know, the team for that week or whatever it was, which it, to have eight year olds do that seems like the most insane idea looking back on it now. I like we had having like a minivan full of kids in you know, like trash sweating. bags yeah, cutting weight for, for the game. Sweating. And then like midway through the game, you would look over and they'd be on like the sideline, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like gotta get the kid a gotta get the kid a Snickers, you know. I mean, like so like that was immediately like it was always weight was always a problem. It was always a, a thought in my house. Mark being a football player growing up, like football and exercise. I grew up going to uh, what was it called boot camp, which yeah. I don't know his last name, but Tom was like the oh. original boot camp. Yeah, and so I grew up being around trainers, being around exercise my entire life. I'll fast forward to after football. Football ended. I was a one sixty five five eight kid, 
So on the, um, you know, the meter of obese, I was like breaking the scale, I think, because even now they tell me I'm obese. Um, and I kept eating the, the same whole conversation way. in itself, because that well, yes, yeah, we'll talk about metrics later. But I kept eating the same way that I did while I was playing football. Sure enough, I blew up to a blimp. I blew up to 180. Um, went on a mission before college to lose all the weight, ended up losing 30 pounds using the exact same plan I've kind of always done. I've done that three times now. I did that at the beginning of high school. I did that in the middle of college. And then I did that after, or no, I'm sorry. I did that after the pandemic, uh, where I also lost 30 pounds and I have the picks to prove it, the plans that I used. Um, and then most recently did it in the last three months. And I, I would like to toot my own horn, but I am in the best, you know, shape of my life. Me and my brother go back and forth of sending journeys. But then my dad, um, you know, working with trainers, seeing how we coach, how we like to be coached, how people like to be coached. I don't think trainers are very good at, and this is a generalization, so don't take this wrong, but a lot of trainers are very good at fitness, but not very good at coaching. And so they, they get into the space because they either have a great body themselves, or they've always been working out and they have great knowledge on the workouts. They know the body parts, they know how it works and all these things, but they struggle in the coaching department. And I think that is, we'll speak to that completely. They don't know how to match people's energy and coach people in a different way, which was a unique skill that I learned through football. Like I had to relate to African-American five stars. Like I had to then coach the walk-ons on scout team. And you had to tailor your message to the person to get your point across. And I'm working with dad now and it, created an immense joy in my life to get back to that type of coaching and that's where this idea was born and mark i know you want to chime in here so yeah i just i think when when you when you talk about coaching and you talk about fitness coaching like the thing that i always have enjoyed about coaches or admired about coaches was their cues was their ability to see you know the little thing that you needed to do in order to get that edge or to take it to the next level. And and right. And be able to tell you how to do it, be able to show it to you, be able to in real time give you that piece of information, whether it be by showing, telling, or you know, just or just being the example for you. That to me is something that unless you're doing it. And unless you've been in the coaching profession and had to do that in real time, there's not a lot of fitness instructors that get that. And in a workout setting, it's physical. So for me, I I liken it to football coaching where your step mattered, how your foot was placed, the tiniest little details mattered. And there's very few fitness people that I've been around, fitness coaches that I've been around that pay attention to it in that kind of way that help me take it to the next level like that, which I think you do a great job of. So here's a perspective that I want you guys to unpack for me. There's so much information out there that is mostly wrong, you know, or maybe not, maybe doesn't work for I you. Think, I think, look, there's an over... There's so many different too much plans. Information. There's right. too much. It freaks people out. They're like, well, why, why? I have to be on a keto. I have to do this. Like, I keep it very simple. And dad will tell you this. Very simple. We're going to do a lot of cardio to cut weight if you want to lose weight. We are going to do more strength-based if you are trying to build muscle. And we are going to do it in short bursts. We're going to do 40 minutes 
high intensity, get your heart rate up. So either way, you're either burning calories while you're doing strength works out. So you're building muscle while also cutting the rest of your body. And it doesn't have to be this long three hour process of you in the gym or killing your body, keeping it slow and controlled in the movements, keeping your heart rate high, keeping your body healthy, and then keep eating the right things, protein, veggies, keep your carbs low. It's not hard. Right. Like Mike Ficarra talks about the liver king, right? Like that's what's wrong with the fitness industry is that number one, every influencer is telling you that their way is the way to do it, which when it comes to health is not correct, right? Their way is their way and works for them. Your fitness journey has to be built on what are you trying to accomplish? And I think what kind of you know, what positioned us to understand this for everybody was that I think most people think all football teams train the same way, eat the same way, do the same thing all the time. And we know that everybody on the team had a different plan. Everybody on the team was on a different lifting schedule, was on a different meal plan, was getting either supplemental calories or being calorie limited based on whether or not they needed to gain weight or lose weight quarterbacks were never doing some of the strength exercises because they didn't want to put their shoulders in certain positions. So every single person has to have a plan that matches what their goal is. And you know what? And it's about getting buy-in from the person. Hey, this is the plan I believe is best for you. This is what I think we should do today. Do I have your okay to push you through this, to do this? I'm going to show you the lift. And I tell dad, I go, like our lift on Tuesday, dad was dead or yesterday, well, it's been a long day. Um, but it was, I go, we're going heavy today. And he's like, I'm tired. I go, good. I go, I want you to be tired. We're going to get through this. This is going to suck. I go, I don't yeah. lie. Like, it's not all, this is working out. It's going to suck. I'm going to push you, you know, but this is why we're doing this. This yes. is why we have to do this. So here's why I think it's relevant. Um, the connection between body and mind, you know, how do you want to live your life? On a, on a quick note, hold on, on a quick note, I just want to shout out Sherry uh, Cedar for running a half marathon. I, right. I don't know if I'll ever get there, so yeah. kudos to you. I've tried training. I quit at 10 miles, so kudos to you. thousand percent. Yeah, Sorry, it looked cool. It looked cool. Yeah. Course, yeah. It too. So, um, so my, my point is, is that I think everybody says, yeah, I want to lose weight. Yeah, I want to be in shape. I don't think anybody walks around saying, hey, you know what? I love being heavy and I love not being able to breathe or walk or, you know, have energy or I don't think anybody does that. They have misguided expectations. I know for me, I went through these wild swings. Oh, HCG was really hot. Boom. I was injecting myself full of shit. And then 30 days later, I was like emaciated. <laughs> and then for six months, it would be okay. And then all of a sudden, I was back to the same. What, what I like about now, uh, and this was the real understanding, is that you can still eat. I thought in order to lose weight, you had to starve yourself to the contrary. You well, guys, it goes back to the quote, we overestimate intensity and underestimate consistency. It yeah. always goes back to the exact same thing. It's the new year resolutions in January where everybody wanted to work out. Nobody's posting about working out anymore. Nobody, nobody's talking about their diets. It's March 20th. We are three months. It's been three months since January 1st. Right. And nobody's talking about it anymore. It's no longer a priority in their life. And so it's not about making these giant strides in the first couple months. It's about building the habits 
that then lasts with you. It's like what Paul said. It has to be. It has to be a lifestyle change, right? And so that's the problem with dieting, and that's the problem with the seventy-five hard, if you will. Seventy-five hard is great because it teaches you to break down barriers in your brain. But two works, two workouts a day is not sustainable. You can't live that for your entire life. It's not possible. You get out of the seventy-five days, you're like, all right, now I got to go back. And so I think as you look at your lifestyle and you build what the goal is. For me, I know I wanted to lower body fat percentage and I wanted to raise muscle index. I wanted to raise skeletal muscle mass. Those were the two metrics that I was looking at. I got through six weeks. I dropped 1% in body fat. I raised a whole perc- a whole percentage point in skeletal muscle mass. And in six weeks, I was like, great. I didn't do anything drastic, right? Did I, did I monitor my sugar? Of course I did. I wasn't eating candy and chocolates every night. I cut that back, right? But I wasn't starving myself. I was eating the foods I wanted to eat, how I wanted to eat them, when I wanted to eat them, and I was making progress towards my goal. So in my mind, I go, okay, well, if in six weeks I did one in one, that work is going to compound. It's not going to stay that slow. That work is actually going to speed up so that that one in one is going to become two and two. Then it's going to become four and four so that when I'm eight months down the road, I haven't done any major shift to my life. I've built a sustainable lifestyle that's led me to the place I want to be in. I want to interject a video here that speaks to the mind. You just brought up mind in your mind. This is all happening way before you get in the gym, way before you put something in your mouth. Shay, show me the mind is like a muscle video. The mind is like a muscle. The more you train it, the stronger it becomes. And while the greats mastered the body, the greatest mastered the mind. Bingo. So, you know, for me, the mindset of like, I don't have to be in the gym, you know, hours at a time. He's getting me in and out. I feel like I have direction. It's very much the same way as what we do with, you know, you know, modern prospecting. It's not an all the time behavior. It's a consistent behavior. People tend to do it, then don't do it. Do it and don't do it. And very much like your body, you can't train it that way. You're not teaching it. The consistency, you know, we just went through this, you know, with a couple of clients yesterday where we actually wrote them a workout. That's what prompted this conversation. What happens in the gym is very similar to what happens in biz dev. You just do the work, man. All I'm doing is the work. And Jake is looking at me going, Dad, man, you look unbelievable. I feel incredible. I have great energy. I think that's that's one thing I didn't realize I missed so much about coaching was the success of other people. And watching you work out and push yourself, like, brings me joy to be a part of that journey with you. You know, like, I'm I'm your son. I love you. I bust your balls probably more than any human (laughs) being has ever bust balls in the world. And it's just the rite of passage. I think, but I need but like, that. I right, need of course, that. but like, I know that you need encouragement in this place, you know? And I like being that source of somebody who is like, yo, I'm proud of you. Like I was proud of you yesterday. Like legitimately, like you walked in the gym and I was like, uh, this is going to suck. Like I looked at you and I was like, you're not ready for this, you know? And you got through it, you know? And we went on this journey together and me like, Hey, come on, one more set, one more, just say, we're going to get there and you get a break, you know, like getting you to those humps and getting you through those walls is just a fantastic journey to be on. So what we talked about yesterday 
was that pain is really progress. You know, if you don't, if you go in the gym and you see people doing, you know, like stupid yeah. stuff, it's not working. What's the point of being there? If you're going to be there, the pain was temporary. It was yeah. 35 minutes because I counted every fucking second of it. <laughs> <laughs> it just, but the pain was temporary. And when it was done, the feeling of having it be done is very much for me. What I've done in my whole career in biz dev was I got, I did the work. Created the pain. And so it's look, uh, and Amanda Kundro talks about it. I'm not a class guy. I don't like classes, never have. Mark is a class guy. I actually hate working out in it. I, I think don't it's think a place to hide. I, I think it's one, I, I think it's a place to hide if you are not like Mark. Mark is a competitive, like when I show up with the one time, I think I threw up in the first 15 minutes because I was like running sprints in the beginning to be first, you know. If you're not that kind of person, but I don't think you get a tailored approach coaching. You know, I think you get a mass no, kind of yell. You, you get a mass group, yell set. Group like, classes work for me because I can coach myself right. and I can work myself through the class. So it removes the fact I don't have to write the workouts. I know that they're going to have a plan for me and then I can get myself yeah. through the class. I look at people that are in the class that need help, that need individual coaching, and I feel for them sometimes. Yeah because they're not getting the cue, they're not getting, and sometimes I'll just turn around and help them. I'll be like, hey, you do it like right. this. You know, I'll be like, hey, watch this, you know? Because the whole takeaway here, the whole takeaway here is that I now have a process to lean on. This morning I woke up, was clearly not in the head to go to the gym. Wednesdays would normally be my day off where I, you know, can treat myself. But I said, you know what? I'm going to put on my sneakers. I'm going to go downstairs. What did I tell you? What did I tell you last night? I said, just start moving. Just get on the treadmill for 10 minutes or get on the bike for 10 minutes and see where you are after 10 minutes. And I wound up going out by calories. Once your body moves, it's like, oh, we want more. Right? You just start. You just move. You just get in the habit of saying, fuck it, I'm going, man. Like, I'm just starting. And once that first beat of the sweat goes, yeah. We're we're about to close this. So we have this new entity. Yeah. You're going to take look, a couple of clients. Is, I'm know, not looking. This isn't going to be like my main hustle. I don't want 25 clients. I don't want to be driving around town. I'm looking for five to 10 clients that are going to allow me to be on their fitness journey with them. And their lifestyle journey is actually what I'll call it. Like, I want to be a part of your days off. I want to be a part of your rest days. I want to know what you're eating. I want to be on this journey with you to help you reach your goals. Um, we can talk about pricing and all that offline. Um but there is a special if you, you know, sign up for a month, you get the first one free, you know, the test and all that. But I really am just looking for people who want to get better, try something different, um, do it in a unique, creative and personal way. And Scott, Scott Garber asked a good question, which I want to touch on before we go, because is your brain and the mind the same thing? No, it's not. Right. But your physical body affects your brain which then affects the way the mind operates. Right. And so you got to take care of yourself physically well, I am. so that the brain can operate possibly so that you have the opportunity to affect the mindset and the way the mind works. And so I think I, there's I, a lot to be talking about. I can about tell you directly, like working out has helped cause any depression or close to depression that I've ever had. Yeah. That's right. Like in my entire life, it has always been there. It has been the main jolt to get me back on track, to be happy, to feel good about myself. There is something to be said about taking care of yourself. I think we take care of our tangible objects 
way more than our own body. And that pisses me off a lot. And so uh, <laughs> take care of your vessel. It's the only one you got. And when it's over, it's over. So invest in yourself. It's not an expense. I know we talk about that a lot. So uh, thank you guys for having me on. Great stuff. Awesome stuff. Thanks. I'll see you in the gym in the morning. I know we I'm have our- kick your ass uh, tomorrow. Our Get Jake. Get jaked, man. <laughs> um, last, last thing, Miss um, Kitty um, McGowan. Happy we will see you. her on Friday. Mark, what are we doing on Friday? Yeah, we'll see you on Friday, Kitty. Kitty's got a great event for the woman, in, women in the uh, marine industry. Got the opportunity to step in front of them and talk about mindset and building the mindset of a champion and an athlete. So excited about that. We'll be up in Palm Beach on Friday. So hopefully we'll see you there. The, uh, yeah, it should be a fun. Anytime you can share the stage with Dara Torres, yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> I was like, meanwhile, she used to ask me to speak. Now she asks you to speak. Talk about competitive. <laughs> Kitty, you're out. Get out of business. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business